Awesome. Yeah. Amen. Uh, Nicole's sharing this morning. There you go. I'm going to pray for her. We're going to pray for her. And Rod's going to pray for her. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Father, we thank you for uh, the gift that Nicole is to this community, Lord. We thank you for uh, the prophetic anointing upon her life, Lord. Uh, We thank you for uh, the unique journey that she has uh, walked through, Lord, but a journey of faithfulness to you, a journey of of transformation in you. Uh, And we thank you for, uh, for the mighty work that you're doing in her life, in her family. And Father, we just pray that you'll bless her today. Bless it with clarity as your voice speaks, Lord. Uh, clarity to, to, uh, to release the clarion call uh, over this community as well, Lord, that you would give us eyes to see and ears to hear what you're saying, Holy Spirit. We'll pray and bless her in Jesus' name. Amen. I might just fall over. <laughs> so I'm going to do something a little bit different. Um, just over the last couple of weeks, the Lord has been downloading some prophetic words for some of you in our community, so I'm just going to share them. You hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, Marika, where is Marika? Um, so I felt the Lord was saying that he's opening up your dream realm even more. it's going to get wild. But I just felt him saying, like, you're actually going to have tangible encounters with Jesus himself in your dreams. And you're going to wake up just like his presence resting on you, but there's going to be the oil of his presence and the gold dust on you. It's like you're going to see them with your naked eye and go, like, yes, I had an encounter. And I just, it's it's the confirmation. And I just felt him say, it's time to start laying your hands on people for healing. It's time. So if anyone needs anything healed, Marika. Brent. Is Brent here? <laughs> so I saw, for you, I saw um, you on a ski lift. And it was going from a lower mountain up to a higher mountain. Um, and so as you go up, obviously, it catches you from behind and it takes your feet up off the ground. And I saw the Lord just going, you're going like steady, steady, steady up to the next mountain. But I felt the Lord reminding, but it is connected to a cable. It's still connected to a cable and there's still connection in the um, glory to glory, mountain to mountain. Bless you. <laughs> um, oh, there was someone else. Adele. Sorry, <laughs> I've been sitting on this for two weeks. <laughs> I saw you, um, you know those battle ropes that you use for exercise in the gym? And it's like, great core and upper body workout. And I saw you standing in the middle and there was one laid on the ground just around you. And it was like, I heard, saw it labelled as like your comfort zone. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and... Um, and it's like I could, the Lord would come up and he would just like start to, he'd started to move the battle rope out away from you a bit. And you're like, okay. And you're just dancing and you're having fun and just enjoying the Lord and what he's doing. And then he'd come along and he'd move that, com- that rope out a little bit more. And you're like, okay, I see that. Okay, all right then. Yep, keep dancing. Just feeling the stretch a little bit. 
And then I saw him come and remove the rope. And I just feel like he's saying to you, he's launching you. It is the season for launching. You have sat on it for years and it's time to get brave and it's time to fly and just let him launch you. These years have been the drawing back like a um, bow. Thank you. I was thinking arrow. It's been, it's been the drawing back, but he's getting ready to let it go and release. And you can have confidence that he has got you. You have confidence that there's a community around you that have you. We have your back and we are with you and we are for you. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Whew. Is Jill here from Lilia? No? Oh, okay. She is. Hi, Jill. Last week... Um, when Brad was preaching, I just, I don't know if you've heard of this song called Strings and it's by Misty Edwards. And the words are, I want to play the strings of your heart, God. And he's saying in return, would you let me play the strings of your heart? And there's just such a tender intimacy. Um, there's worship on you. There really is worship on you. And I feel like in that place, there's going to be the exchange of playing the strings of the Lord's heart, the Father's heart, and he's going to delight in playing the strings of your heart. Bless you. <laughs> Troy, and it's not Troy Watts. I met him last week. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this is Troy, everyone. <laughs> he's new to our community. <laughs> I saw um, a part of your brain on the left-hand side um, just lit up and um, I'm a bit of a human biology geek so I was like oh what's that part of the brain do <laughs> and what it does it's the logic the math the engineering the problem solving but um, the lineal I guess problem solving area of the brain and I felt life has kind of just jumbled up the wires a bit, and I felt like the Lord wants to heal that for you. Um, would it be all right if we prayed for you? Yeah, Adele, would you mind? Uh, actually, Adele and Marika, would you mind? <laughs> Got the healer, and I've and I know because she's had victory in this area as well. Yeah, thank you. You're very you're very gracious. Mm. So, Father God, we just come before you and we just pray that you'll draw up all childhood trauma to the cross, everything that would confuse the wiring of the brain, particularly in that area of working things out, just draw it to the cross, Jesus. And Father God, I pray for the exchange of that shalom peace, Father, to come in. And I just see it like a switchboard where the, um, the plugs, like the old-fashioned ones, the plugs are connecting the calls into the right places. So Father, we just thank you that right now you're just doing even a miracle of rewiring in his brain, Father. Lord, I just thank you that even the neurotransmitters would just come into alignment and into agreement with your word, Father God. Lord, just even as he um, perceives a problem, there'll be like his eyes would light up because it's like the already the calculations have started, Father. And Lord, just where there's been a spirit of fear, I bind it in Jesus' name and cast it out. And Father, I just thank you that he now walks in a confidence and authority, a confidence and authority that he knows that he knows that he knows. 
Father, I just thank you for the blueprints that are coming forth out of him, the new designs that are coming out from him, Father. And Lord, just even over his body where there's been um, just restlessness, I just thank you for your shalom peace, Lord. Just to all his motor neurons, his nervous system. We just thank you, Father, that you're encountering even in the night watch season. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I just even pray for a lighting up of the creativity in this particular area, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Awesome. All righty. Is Mr. Wilson here? Martin, Martin, my friend Martin. I saw you. It actually, no, it wasn't the same, but it reminded me of a scene from The Chosen. And I saw you sitting on like a low stool and around you was just this, um, oh, there probably would have been about eight little children just all sitting there, just with their legs crossed, and they were just looking up at you, besotted. And I saw that, um, and I was like, Lord, uh, you know, whose children are these? And he didn't really quite say that one, so maybe there's grandchildren on the way. Where's Mitch and Yanae, just saying. <laughs> Only joking. They're in my life, I'm sorry. Um, anyway, so I saw them, and they were just standing, but they were really close to you, and so there was obviously this real... Um, that there was this safety, this intimate connection with you, and their little chins were just tilted up, and you were sharing about the Father, about Jesus, and about the Holy Spirit. And they were, it wasn't that they were just listening for information's sake, they were drinking it in, and it was actually nourishment to them. And it was because you were actually sitting under the Father's mantle that He's placed upon you. So we just bless that fathering mantle in you. We just thank you that um, that you're bringing children around him, Father God, whether it be in the natural or just even spiritual children. Father, we just bless that and we bless what you've done in him and that we're going to continue. And it's going to be a replication of it, Father. Amen. Awesome. All right. My friend Mitch. <laughs> the Lord's inviting you up into a higher place. There's an invitation for you to come up higher, and it's really loud. It's getting louder and louder and louder. And there's a generational echo that is trying to, like, attach you and keep your feet chained to the ground. So, Father, just – and Matt – as well, I feel like this relates to both of you, that part in particular. So right now, Father, we just cut that off in the name of Jesus. We cut off that echo. We cut off the hindrances that would bind them to the ground so that they cannot soar in the prophetic in particular, but in their callings and their destinies. Father, like, those, um, like the hooks that would try and hold them back into the paths that their parents have walked in and the generations before him. Father, we just cut that off right now in Jesus' name. And we pray for that launching and that releasing to come forward, place the blood and the cross of Jesus between them and the generations before them. And we just say, in this generation, it changes. In this generation, these men will fulfill the call of God on their lives. In this generation, they will have mental clarity and astuteness. They will have created giftings. They will walk in signs and wonders and miracles and they will take the gospel out of the four walls of the church and they will see the sick healed. They will see the leper cleansed and they will break the powers of darkness. So we just bless every calling on their lives, Father God. 
And Lord, even just pray that their hearts, you would enable it to turn um, around from behind to facing full up front forward. And Father, every lie that would come against them that you, I just see almost like a, uh, what are they, a snow plow. It's got that pointed tip and it's designed to cut through the ice and break it apart. And so Father, I pray you'd give them like a head like that where it just cuts through the lies and it breaks the cold places apart. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, that was fun. <sighs> I've been doing a lot of stretching lately, and it's been good. And you know what I love about when you're a leader, it's never just for your benefit. It's for all of you. <laughs> so I'm expecting, and not as in a pressure obligation thing, but I have an expectation that what... Um, I get to experience with the Lord that you all get an upgrade into it as well. There's always, it's always designed to be an on-flow effect. It's never designed for the person that receives it as such. Will. Sorry. <laughs> the, word, the Lord gave me a word for you too. Just give me a second. Um, I'm sorry, I just saw you then. I was like, that's right. Um, yeah, it's never designed for, like, say, Brad to carry the weight of everything, have all the encounters and all that. It's like what the Lord does in him in the apostolic is to enable all of us to step up into the apostolic. And that goes for any leader. The anointing of the Lord is actually for the benefit of other people. I Just a little story on that. When I was a lot younger, um, I had a friend who was quite prophetic and could just like, it just, it literally would just run out of his mouth like water or a tap. And we were walking into church one day, and it was a real jerk to me. And then we were in worship, and he prophesied out the word of the Lord, and it had anointing on it. And I was just like, Jesus, did you not see how he just treated me out in the car park? And he just said, my anointing is not necessarily my approval of your character. And from that moment on, I was just... Oh, what's coming out of my mouth when no one's looking? Or what's coming out of my mouth when I'm not in this place as such? So, yes. So, that was a good lesson. But, Will, I felt for you, um, you know the story of King David when he went to go visit his brothers on the battlefield? And he um, was like, who dares to um, curse the Lord, um, you know, come against the people of the Lord? Anyway, so he goes in. He's like, yep, I'm going to go fight. And Saul says, well, here's my armour. And David puts it on. He goes, I can't fight in this. Like, it didn't fit him. He, I think he was like 16 or something, and Saul would have been in his 30s. So big size difference. And I felt the Lord saying that some will come to you and say, here, wear my armour. But the Lord says, no, I've already given you armour that you cultivated with me in the field. And it's, it, may seem, it may feel a bit simple, but the Lord will do wonderful things with it and through it. So just be you. And I saw you growing up into a mantle that he's got prepared for you. So that's in a season to come yet. Um, but I also felt he's starting to awaken dreams in you. And you're even going to start dreaming more. And ask mum how to steward that, hey. She's very faithful in it. Okay. So... Um, something I felt the Lord put on my heart a few weeks ago was um, that we, and it had been like a prophetic word, I think a couple of years ago, about the new wineskin. And, you know, 
I've been around for a while. I've heard it's not. I've heard that term like used a lot over the years, and every time it's come, there has actually been an upgrade. But anyway, the other a uh, couple of weeks ago, I woke up really early, and he just started talking to me about this is the season of the new wine skin, but it's not what you think it is because it's not what has been done in the past. So I was like, okay, I'm listening. And he just started to download to me about the new wineskin and how it is different. And it made a lot of sense with what he's been doing, um, I know, in me, but also in many others in our community. And I think even globally when, you know, you just have to scroll through Instagram or Facebook and you, you know, hear um, prophetic words and things like that going on. So you can definitely see that God has been and is doing some incredible works at the moment. So I just want to give like a little bit of a background for what a wine skin is because um, you may not know. It's not something that we use like traditionally now. It's Biblically it was um, used and like in ancient times and in some countries they probably still use it. But it was actually made from a whole animal skin. Like, I don't know if you've seen a sheepskin lately, but that's not a little amount of wine. <laughs> that's a lot of wine <laughs> they could put in there. So it was like either a sheep or goat generally. I did see one that said a camel. So I was like, that would have not been fun to skin. And um, that's a lot of wine. <laughs> hey? No, I've been dragging that along. So, and what was so special about it is once they had, had done the process with it, um, they would sew it together and that. But it had the ability to be flexible, just like, you know, you can bend your elbow and the skin around your elbow stretches. So, like a wine skin just stretches. And it needed to be able to do that because when they put new wine into it, it still hadn't gone through its fermentation process. And so that is where the, um, the sugar is converted. It releases carbon dioxide gas. So this is a sealed container. So think of putting your can of Coke in the freezer. And it expands. It needs room to expand. Well, and the wine skin could expand. And as, as that went on, it would chew through the sugar, produce more carbon dioxide. So it just needed more room to stretch. Okay, so... You see in Scripture, and it talks about the old wineskin and the new wineskin. An old wineskin um, just doesn't have that stretch because it's already been stretched. And they were able to, on occasions, um, get a good amount of oil and fat, and they would rub it into the older wineskin and massage it really hard. And they would just do that process over and over until they got some movement again in the leather and um, they could get a bit more life out of it. Does that make sense? Yeah. But th this is the season of the new wineskin. So the older one with a bit of oil rubbed in and massaged is still not going to cut for the amount of expansion that the Lord wants to do in our fermentation process. So Matthew 9 verse 17, it says, Nor do they put new wine into old wineskins, or else the wineskins break, the wine is spilled, and the wineskins are ruined. But they put new wine into new wineskins, and both are preserved. So the Lord always has your, mine, everyone's best interest at heart when he starts like the process of rubbing the oil in or, um, you know, 
there's a few things here that need to change. The sanctification process. He's not looking to break you open. That's his main goal. He wants you to get through to the other side. So what does a wineskin represent in Scripture? Well, it can represent the old covenant as the old wineskin and the new covenant, the new wineskin, which is like a framework with which we work in. So we work in the framework of the um, new covenant, the New Testament. But when I felt the Lord was saying about the new wineskin, the the um, word frameworks was actually what really resonated with me. And I was just pondering that. And it's something that I've been pondering for a while because I'd felt the Lord uh, three months ago say to me, um, give me your frameworks. And and I'm like, okay, like, how do you do that? Like, how, like, literally, how do you do that? It's not like you can just go, I just pull them out and upgrade me. And he said, I'm not going, I don't want to um, add to your frameworks. I want to take your frameworks and I'm going to give you a new framework. So that means it's not something necessarily that I've built with him and this does not negate or go against what I understand of him in the past. Like the word never changes. The word of God never changes. The rhema word doesn't change. It's my perception of him needs to change because it's the, my perception of him is how I've built my frameworks. Does that make sense? Yeah. So he wants to give us a new framework. And, and I was like, okay, this is going to be interesting because... Obviously, how do you do that? Why? Why do I need to do that even? I've been walking with the Lord since I was 15, 16, and I'm now 46. So it's a while. And I'm like, why why does that need to change? Because it didn't feel like it was an upgrade. It felt like it was an exchange, a literal exchange. And so he said to me, so this is me being very vulnerable and humble before you. He said to me, because your frameworks are too small. They're not big enough for me and they're restricting me and they're limiting me and I can't do everything that I need to do or want to do, desire to do in you and through you with the frameworks you have. And I feel like he's doing this across the globe as well. So, um, yeah, thanks. Uh, and it's, but it's those frameworks that actually hold the kingdom of God within us. It's those frameworks we, um, I'm a, like, I'm a prayer. So it's from those frameworks I decree a thing. I declare a thing. I pray into a thing. It's those frameworks in which I go, uh, there's no such thing as sickness in heaven. Um, Jesus came to break the power of it. And so, no, I'm not going to put up with it. I don't have to tolerate it. We need to get a little bit like that sometimes with the enemy. And so it's in those new frameworks that he wants to rule and reign because it's actually I'm operating here and he wants to operate here. And it probably was August, September last year, I was at home praying and I felt the Lord like clear as day saying to me, will you guys just do praise and declare who I am for a month? as part of our normal worship, and my worship team will remember that. 
And so I was like, oh, okay, interesting. And so we set to do it. And so there weren't songs about us. They were just like, he is this, he is that. This is who you are, God. And it it was quite incredible because the soil was, I think, already prepared because it caught on and it was like the the um, supernatural realm just opened up. Like you could feel heaven just open up and almost like heaven just went, oh, yes, yes. And and I was sitting there when I was telling the team about this and I, it just literally came out of my mouth without, you know, sometimes things aren't filtered. That's me. <laughs> Sorry. But you hear him on the other side like, where did that come from? Anyway, and I said to them, I said, you know what, I think he just wants us to know that we're way bigger than what he thinks he is because he just wants to do way more and he wants to lift the standard. And it's not the standard on what we expect of ourselves but what we can trust in him for and what we can rely on him for. God is abundance. (laughs) And... um, Sorry. Yeah, so because he wants to bring heaven to earth through us, he wants us, our shadow, to heal the sick. He wants a handkerchief to deliver from demons. And um, Romans 12, 2, which I found this really helpful probably in the last six months, is do not be conformed to the world standards, but Christ standards, so to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So I've had that in brackets so that I could explain that it's not the world standards, it's the standard of Christ. And I even felt in that he was saying, do not be conformed to what you have known. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Read your word and going, it's literal. Like, things, like, there's things in the Bible that are literal. It's not all metaphoric. It's not all, um, you know, beautiful pictures. And there is lots of beautiful pictures, but it's not pictures of necessarily. There's some things that we're meant to go, oh, look, someone needs healing. Let's do that. Let's do it. There's, you know, brokenness around us. Let's do something about that. Like, you are the hands and feet of Jesus. I am the hands and feet of Jesus. (sighs) Okay, so, and through history, we can see that there's seasons that come and there's a revelation that the Lord drops into the earth. And um, I had a dream recently where I was on a playground swing with Bill Johnson. (sighs) Just chatting to him like friends. If you ever watch this, Bill. Hi. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) But I was saying to him, I was just like, I was so genuinely thankful of his revelation of on the earth as it is in heaven. Like how many, I mean, thousands of years has been written in the word of God, in the Lord's prayer. And suddenly someone stands up and says, it's like, no, on the earth as it is in heaven. And the global body of Christ like goes, Wow, like they'd never heard it before. There's so many of those gems in the Word of God. So many, so many. So in the dream, I was thanking him for this revelation and how, but even how it had personally transformed my life. And I was just really grateful. Um, oh, I think I've got things out of order here. 
Sorry. I've got, I, I know why. I've got one of those printers that prints front and back rather than just front, front, front. There you go. Yeah. So I really believe, and I think we all know, we're in the midst of another revealing um, and of revelation on the earth. And it's the, rev- I think, this is me, I've not heard this anywhere, but I feel it's the revealing of the sons and daughters of God. And there's that scripture about all creation groans, waiting for the revealing of the sons and daughters of God. And so we are in this process of changing an old wineskin for a new wineskin. And in doing that, we're actually allowing him to remove limitations. And they're, they're just the limitations we've placed on him and ourselves from traditions, what we've like what we've grown up in from our parents or just even from church that we've been at. But there really is this exchange. And in the midst of that, and you've probably mostly noticed, there's actually a real um, sifting that's happening and there's a refining and a purifying. And there's this Malachi 3 verse 2 to 3 and says, But who can stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire and like launder's soap. He will sit as a refiner and a purifier of silver. He will purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver that they may offer to the Lord an offering in righteousness. He wants us to be able to be with him when he does appear and not disintegrate. He wants us to be able to move with him, in timing with him, at the sound of his command. He wants us to be able to partner with him in that. And he doesn't want us to be broken and crushed in the process. So hence, he's doing the refining and purifying now. And I just felt um, that there's many that have been for a while in this season. Some are just coming into this season Some have come, you know, done a good chunk of that season and at the moment are just in this place of like, okay, catching my breath, I'm catching my breath. And the Lord's like, that's that's good, like catch your breath because it's like it's going to be, okay, and here we go again. You know, um, it's like just wash, 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 you know. Um, between the cycles of a washing machine, you know, there's moments where, or mine does anyway, it sits and just sits in the water. And it's like, just rest, just soak, just float for a bit. And then we're just going to start again. (laughs) And I just wanted to ask if there's any in here, this is going to be a physical activity now, um, that are weary from the season of battle and weary from the season of refining. And if you've been feeling that fatigue and the weariness, um, I know Kev even mentioned it in the pre-gathering prayer. And so there's fatigue, but it's even brought up unbelief and even resentment. And I don't feel like it's just one person in the room that's been experiencing this. I feel like there's many um, would you be open to standing up and we want to pray for you because there is a grace for it. 
And we just want to impart that grace. So if you're open to it, would you mind standing if this is you? Hmm. So, Jesus, we just thank you that you always have grace for every season of our lives. That um, I'm just reminded of Graham Cook, and this was years ago, and he said um, before every bit where it gets a little bit hard, the Lord always gives a gift first, and it's the promise to get through the season. And quite often it, it might have been a picture he showed you or a word he dropped into your heart, or a scripture that kind of came alive. And the intention of that is so you can hold on to it when you feel like you can't hear him, see him, or feel him. And so, Father, I just thank you that you are such a good God, you're such a good Father, that you give us those anchoring promises, those anchoring gifts, those anchoring scriptures that we can hold fast to. And I just ask that you would even just come now, just release your angels to just wash your people, to wash the weary of heart. And Father, just even where there's um, resentment or bitterness from the, the um, tiredness, I pray, Father, that you would just reveal it to your people Just any hindering roots that you would reveal them, Father. You are such a good God. You do not put us into sticky situations and leave us there. It's always because you want us to come through. So Holy Spirit, I pray that you just even come in the room right now and just manifest your presence on your people. I thank you for the fresh breath, your Ruach breath. Even just where they feel a bit dry, come in, Holy Spirit. We give you permission. Our hearts are yours. And I just felt to declare over you that Ephesians 6.13 and it says, Therefore take up the whole armour of God. And that means, his armour means to like receive his kiss. That you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand, stand. And just that declaration of Isaiah 40 verse 31 and it says, Those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on the wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. That word to wait on the Lord isn't necessarily I just sit and do nothing. It's actually an eagerness. It's an engagement. It's like a leaning forward into hearing his voice. And that could look as simple as when you awake and you've got your head on the pillow still. And it's like, I'm waiting for your voice, Holy Spirit. I'm waiting for your breath. 
I'm waiting to hear what you have to say. And you might not even hear, feel or see anything in that moment, but there's a posture of the heart that shifts and changes in it. And it's like a leaning forward and it sets your day up in this leaning forward. I'm listening. I'm waiting. And it's like it creates an anticipation of he will come through. He will lead you through. Mm. Thank you, Father. That's all right. You can sit down. Thank you. Bless you. Mm. I also feel like there's a part of this new wineskin that actually isn't about us. And it's about the lost. It's about what Brad's been sharing about, like with the, the Great Commission, the going and the making disciples of nations. And I feel... I feel that as we go out and embrace people and we reveal the love of the Father to them and we draw them in and we disciple them, as, as the kingdom of heaven meets the kingdom of darkness, something happens, like something shifts. It's going to. It has to. And so... I likened that, or I felt Holy Spirit likened that to the fermentation process. And it was like as the light encounters the dark, the dark cannot comprehend it, it says in John 1. And the, the, light, the darkness cannot comprehend it, so things have to change. And, I mean, I know I know this about myself, and I'm sure the rest of you do. It's like the more you come into his presence, the more your yuck starts to rise to the top. <laughs> And so as people like that, the kingdom of light and darkness come together and there's that bubbling up, it's like people's stuff comes to the top and it's, it needs a space to be processed. It needs a space to be healed. Just like the Lord's been generous with us that he would provide a space for us to heal and to um, have new freedom and to then even not just freedom in us, but in our families. He wants that for a whole lot of other people that don't know him yet. And we need space for that expansion. We need, as a, even just as a community, you know, as we, people that I know personally that you don't know, like in that relationship as a new wineskin and I encounter them, that their stuff can come to the top and we're not going to explode like an old wineskin would. We're not going to fall apart like an old wineskin would because both would be lost. Both would be lost in the process, the wineskin and the new wine. And I think for me, and I don't know if this is the whole everyone, so I'm not going to generalise and say it is, but for me... My understanding of the new wine was that, oh, it's just Holy Spirit's just going to pour more of himself into me and I'm just going to enjoy him. And I felt like the rebuke of the Lord go, um, yeah, so that you can reach the lost. So you can bring the lost in and they can ferment and be okay with you 
And then, of course, that's where Holy Spirit's going to be. That's where he's going to, he wants to be there. And I know Brad and I have had conversations in the past of like, oh, and I think you've even said it here. We're going to go out and encounter people. The darkness is going to hit the light and we're going to feel more of the power of God out on the streets than we are necessarily on a Sunday here. You want to, we want to encounter him. Um, I've been leading worship for a really long time and we sing so many songs about more of your presence, more of your presence, and that is a truth. But there is an and. I want more of his presence and I can get more of it out there because it's not just for me. It's not just about me. It's... Um, there's just so many that he wants to draw into his family. So many. I just can't say that enough. And so I think one of the... Uh, I was saying uh, we were having dinner, a group of us, the other a few nights ago. Oh, sorry, a few weeks ago. And it just came out of my mouth. It was one of those unfiltered moments. And I just said, you cannot fulfill the call of your God on your life if you don't love people. You cannot fulfill the call of God on your life if you don't love people. And I know there's many of us have been hurt, broken by people because we're all broken. But he wants us to fulfill the call of God on my life. He wants on each of our lives, sorry. He wrote it in Psalm 139 verse 16. For there are books that were written for you. I have plans that were written before the foundations of the world. And I don't know about all you guys, but I really, really, really want to fulfill those books. It's plural, by the way. It's not singular. Because <laughs> he's got so many good things for you. <laughs> so many. that There's more than one book. And... um. And I think one of the things in this process I've been really challenged by is Mark 16, verse 17 to 19. And we really do need to let the Word, the word of God um, pierce our heart. It's for our good. And it says, And these signs follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up deadly serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. I'm a believer and I'm going to be real honest. I see a few of those things operating in my life. And that really pierces my heart. That really does pierce my heart because I want the fullness there's so much more. How does that sit? Yeah? Yeah? Um, and I love how he works because whenever he's doing all this stuff, he actually provides the grace for it. But I don't know if you've noticed the increase of his presence around you on your day-to-day -day living. Yeah? Has anyone noticed that? I'll be standing in my kitchen and I just like, hey, Jesus, won't you come and dress me in your thoughts? 
And it's like all of a sudden, even now, it's just like, and um, that's his grace. That's his grace for the works that he wants to do. And I really believe we're coming into a season where he wants to do quick works and he'll do multiple things in a moment. And I also want to challenge you with this, is have you been aware of the sifting and resisted it? Hmm. Like actually really examine your heart. Like have you actually been resisting the shift, the change, the, the purifying, the refining? Have you been, oh, yeah, I'll sit down tomorrow and have a look at that. Um, I used to do lots of horse riding and I loved jumping. It was one of my favourite things. And quite often you would approach a jump and if the horse just was not feeling it, they would sideways either way or they would stop. Um, you needed to be in this beautiful rhythm in unity together and they, and they needed confidence to go over a jump. And sometimes I can feel that same thing in my heart of where I'm like, I'm coming up to the jump. Whoa, I don't think so. Or, yeah, i have just got to do this first. <laughs> oh, yeah, tomorrow. <laughs> and I'm like, Ugh. my heart is resisting. And so I just um, ask you to give your heart, give yourselves permission to actually truly examine your heart in that. It's are you resisting? the refining process? Are you resisting the purification process? Are you resisting the drawing close to him? Are you resisting? And if you go, oh, yeah, I have. And this is not a question you just ask your heart once and it's done, deal. It's like you, you want to get sensitive to the, oh, I feel the resistance. I think that's just a really good word picture for me. I like word pictures. And the response to that then is, is that we humble ourselves and we repent. And we then just go, Holy Spirit, help. Help. That's the best prayer. Help. Help me sit still. Help me examine my heart. Help me to hear you. Help me to see why I can't just stop and lean into this. It actually is, um, I think one of the things I noticed with the, the parable of the ten virgins at the wedding is they were all virgins. They all had lamps with oil in it but only five had extra oil. And this is the season of, like, we've got our lamps, we've got our oil, but do we have the extra? And it's not a doing, like, as in I've got to do, but it's even just sitting with the Lord and allowing him to sift that is the extra oil. <laughs> so... I'm just going to close, but I just want to pray a blessing over you. And 
it's from Ephesians 1, and it's where Paul prayed for the people of Ephesus. So if you are open to it and willing, would you stand? And maybe my lovely assistant, Andy. <laughs> could play for us. And just even in this time, just like give yourself a mission to ask your heart, am I resisting? So I pray that the Father of glory, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, would impart to you the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation to know him in your deepening intimacy with him. I pray that the light of God would illuminate the eyes of your imagination, flooding you with light until you experience the full revelation of the hope of his calling that is, the wealth of God's glorious inheritances that he finds in us, his holy ones. I pray that you will continually experience the immeasurable greatness of God's power made available to you through faith. Then your lives will be an advertisement of this immense power as it works through you. This is the mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and exalted him to the place of highest honour and supreme authority in the heavenly realm. And now Christ is exalted as first above every ruler, every authority, every government, and every realm of power and existence. He alone is gloriously enthroned over every name that is ever praised, not only in this age, but in the age that is coming. And he alone is the leader and source of everything needed in the church. God has put everything beneath the authority of Jesus Christ and has given him the highest rank above all others. And now we, his church, are his body on the earth. And that which fills him fills us. So Jesus, we thank you for what you're doing in this season. We're so thankful that we get to be a part of your mighty body, that we get to demonstrate the love of our Father to a world that does not know you. We thank you that you're shifting our hearts into loving the lost even more. I thank you, Lord, that you are, um, I see it like you're reviving that evangelistic mantle on the earth again. And Jesus, we just say, do it in us. Do it in us. Do it in us. We yield all our frameworks to you. We yield everything we've known and we're willing just to step into the unknown. Holy Spirit, I just thank you that you are our sustaining grace. 
every day, every moment. There is grace for the weary. There is grace for the hard things. There is grace for the run. And so, Father, just over all of us, my brothers and sisters, Father, I just declare the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be upon you. His presence goes before you. Blessed are you going in and blessed are you going out. The light of His face does shine on you. It does. You can boldly approach His throne at any time. There is no restrictions. There's no limitations. Father, we just even um, just shut the mouth of the accuser over the lies that say you can't approach the Father. say you are not enough. Jesus, you qualified us already. You did what we could never do and you did what we did not deserve. We just even pray for the grace for the waiting on you, Lord have our heart and our eyes and our ears just turned towards you, ready, ready to hear, ready to listen, ready to write it down and make it plain. And Jesus, I just pray over your people that you would even just tuck us in deeper in a season when it just feels unsteady. I thank you for your tangible presence. Thank you, Jesus.